podcast. Tell your mama. <laughs> All right, what up, Vagabond Nation? What up, what up? We back. We back. It's been seven long days. Uh, I've been longing for the studio. Who are you pointing yeah, so at? Since, I'm huh? pointing at you, man. Saying get closer to the mic. I can barely <laughs> hear you, man. Hey, man. That's that's probably a good thing. All right, so uh, yeah, shout out, Mark. Who who we shout out today? We're gonna shout out. Uh, well, first of all, we gotta shout out our guest. Facts. In the in the studio. Well, I was gonna like introduce her after we like. Well, can we shout her out and then introduce her? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Shout out Ari. What up? How you Hi doing, guys. girl? And what's up, Ari? That was anticlimactic. Hi guys. because well, I had this, I had <laughs> a head out. of steam. I had a head of steam going. I was amped up, ready to shout her out, and then you're like, "Well, maybe we should do." Yeah, I had a whole conversation. I know, but then when I was like, "All right, go ahead," you're like, "Shut up." Yeah, because you <laughs> you rained on my parade, bro. You sound like a sixth grader, like getting ready to ask a girl to a dance. Bro. Did I sound like this? Shut up. Did that's wait, wait. Did I sound like this? Come on, B. Do you really gotta act like that? What you get? What you guys don't know is Mark. Uh, appeared one time or one time and one time only one time on all of my five uh, Righteous B albums <laughs> which are money which are gold by the way um, anyway he appeared one time and that was his line he was like what was it come on B do you really gotta act like that and then I would say yeah I do and call me <laughs> righteous so you gonna get slapped bang and it was it was it was hot Let's mind you other guys in the youth group got like multiple <laughs> verses. They got the like not me. Oh, but that's you know okay. why? Because I said, All right, let me hear you write something. And then he wrote this oh whole verse about Jose Canseco, the baseball player. Don't know. Like exactly. That's what I was like, dude, no one <laughs> wants to true. hear you'd be like, just like Jose Canseco, I'm swinging for the fences. <laughs> like he was No, that's hard. It's not true. Yeah. It's it's not true. It okay. Was a way better line than that. But well, whatever. Anyway, we also want to shout out OU Catholics. Ohio University Catholics. We were just hanging out with them last night. One of our uh, many recruiting trips for the semester. Yes, sir. That we, we were doing. So. That was fun. All three of us were all together. Eating yeah. grilled cheese sandwiches, baby. Remember we were all going to go together and then something happened. San Antonio. <laughs> I what, wasn't going to bring it up. San Antonio, what happened? I mean, it, everybody. Is that like private? Dude, everybody who's bald understands this. Well, I'm bald. I know. I'm just, I'm asking you. It's happened to me. I, I'm bald. But you know what I did? I, I just and put I still on have hat some hair. Okay, I don't have a hat to wear. Oh Come on now. And also, that's unprofessional. You know what I mean? Wearing For a hat? Making first impressions on kids the with the hat on? Well, draw a little. Well, explain what happened. So Sorry. So, they, I mean, it was pretty simple. I had a little meeting earlier, but I had to come back from the meeting. The meeting was probably like a little hour away. Came back to my house. I was like, ooh, I need a shave before I go down shave your and meet head. some of these people. Shave my head. I okay. keep the beard strong right. after the honeymoon, growing it back. Okay. Sure. Um, I started shaving about a quarter of the way through. Bzz, 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 went out, went dead on me. So I was like, oh, no. Nah. So I let, I let Mark know. I said, yo, I'm going to be a little late. I'm thinking 30 minutes. No, bro, you started off like, you're like, it's like 20 minutes. And then you're like, it's 20 to 30. And then I was like, <laughs> and then you're like, you're like, actually, actually, I'm looking at the GPS. It says 45. You're like, all right, dude. You didn't leave it. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> you didn't, didn't get to shave your whole head, but then you did after you charged up the... Charge up the I had to charge it up, finish the buzz, yeah. clean, looking like Mr. Clean, black so, Mr. Clean. So we didn't get to all drive down together. We That's, drove separate. Which That's, is cool with me, because I know some of y'all smell bad sometimes. So I, I ain't pointing fingers or, at all. I, I'll, I'll admit it. I had bad gas on the way down, and I was, Bob was, was suffering. It was bad, bro. Like, there were some times, like, it hit me like a wall. <sighs> like, it was like a tidal wave of gas. And I'm not there for that. Yeah, I'm not there for that, you know. I'll be honest. This is not where I had envisioned our like, you know, friendly banter in the beginning. I mean, especially (laughs) you said you wanted to get some get some Taco Bell on the way back. I said, oh no, I already missed it. Only ended up one way. Taco Taco Bell has great. That was probably the best Taco Bell I've ever had in my life. False. Taco Bell is great D beef. There's no way that's that's coming out. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's like gravel. It tastes so good. Honestly, it's dog food. I don't care. Woof, hey. woof, baby. Woof, woof. Yeah, I don't we, care. You like what you like, man. Yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell, huh? I, like the I'm little not, chihuahua I'm on there. I'm the... not afraid of it. All right, all right. I'm not afraid of it. All right, anyway. Back to, I mean, Izzy. Shout out to Izzy, Sophie, uh, Tate. Tate the uh, Great. David, the, the Vinny. pilot. Vinny. Vinny. Will. Will. Seth. Uh, who Katie? Is she the one that Remember told what, us the difference between the difference between fantasy and high fantasy? Yeah, that's Katie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shout out Katie. 
Um, she's an author. Who was the Who was the gymnast? That was the other Sophie, right? Uh, Gabrielle. Uh, Sophia. Sophia. I thought that was Gabriella. No, bro. There probably wasn't a Gabriella there at <laughs> all. Was there might have been. Yeah, I'm bad at that. Yeah. Brayden, the new guy. Brayden, yeah. New guy. Shout out First to him. There. He played Jesus that Father day. Father Gossett. He did. Remember? Father Gossett. I do remember him. <laughs> Father Gossett really, I felt like, at least, I don't know how y'all felt, but I felt like he rolled out the red carpet for us. I felt like he, nice, we man. got the A-list celebrity well, treatment. From except him. for except for those grilled cheeses, but we don't have to talk about <laughs> it. We don't have to talk about You got to let that go, bro. Right, you got to right, let right, that go. In right, right, right. the prayer, he said burnt grilled cheese sandwich. He did. Like, and, then the two, and then the two people who were cooking, I, I, they like looked at Oh, they at put their heads down yeah, immediately. Yeah. yeah, one tear fell up out their eye, he too. Shamed it was crazy. He 100%. shamed them in a prayer. I thought it was 100%. supposed to be a joke. I thought the... the Nobody laughed. It was like, oh, You hurt some feelings. Yeah, it was more like a low blow. It was like, ooh. Well, I just want to say to the cooks who made us that that dinner last night, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm grateful. and uh, That's why he got Taco Bell last night. He was real grateful. Remember that, y'all? <laughs> we were still hungry. <laughs> I, was, oh, I was really hungry. All right, all right. All right. So, so getting, getting down to it. So today is we got our first guest of the season. That's right. And uh, we, we tried to pick a real, like, banger, you know, like a club banger. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we got going on today, all right? And yep. it's, it's not just... Someone who uh, I'm excited to have is someone who I uh, I really like this person. Okay. I uh, I like everything about her. I think she's funny. I think she has like a super cool voice. Mm-hmm. She just got these new Poetic Justice braids. Uh, it's the first time I've seen them, but they look so good. A good singing voice. She mm. got a good singing voice, mm-hmm. and hopefully, if things go right today, we'll get her to sing a little something on the podcast. Hey. Maybe. I was think I was thinking of this last night when we were talking about Mark in the car about getting her to sing. I was thinking at the end of the show, what we can do is we all say what song we would want her to sing. If if we can get her to sing, and then uh, we'll see which one she wants to sing out of those three choices. Okay. Does that sound good? This is good, too, because now it makes the listeners, they have to listen through the whole thing. Yeah, they're like, ooh. Mm. Yeah. And not little, only to hear her sing, but like, what are the choices going to be? That's yeah. true. A little that's teaser. A some, yeah, that's like a, a teaser. That's what one. they call that in the, in the industry. All right. So anyway, her name is Ariana. But she goes by Airy uh, sometimes, some people. I, I'm still trying to figure out totally uh, how to correctly say her name. Isn't that isn't it the other way around? No, her no, her name is Ariana, her name is Ariana but she goes by Ari. That's what it is. Yeah, you yeah, said it the other way. It. It's all right. It. Um, anyway, she uh, she has a really cool story because um, not only is she a great missionary, but she was once a teen in Vagabond, and uh, I feel like man, that's. There's nothing cooler than that, man. Like, when I hear people's story, how they became a missionary, uh, I just feel like none of them get me as excited about someone saying, like, well, I came through this, and I wanted to give my life back to it. And that's one of the things I feel like is, is kind of a cool thing for Vagabond, man, just this vision that instead of saying, like, hey, we want to get you through this program and then get you as far away from, like, the inner city or as far away from this as possible, we're saying, like, is it possible that you should reinvest your life, you know, in order to save more people? So I'm mm. excited for her to share a little bit more. I don't want to keep talking, but she's a beautiful woman. She's drinking bubble tea, which I'm excited to hear about. We'll, we'll start with that. Uh, so, uh, Ari, uh, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and tell us what kind of uh, bubble tea you're drinking? Well, hi, guys. I'm Ariana, but you can call me Ari. And the tea I'm drinking is a black tea milk. <laughs> It's pretty Black good. Black milk tea. Black milk tea. Yeah, it's really good. I like boba. But sometimes when you drink it, you got all this boba coming up, and you can't really drink the drink. So. Tapioca balls. Yeah. But it's really good. Um, so thanks all right, for where, having me. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. I'm from Wichita, Kansas originally, and but now I'm in Pittsburgh. Okay. Serving in Pittsburgh. So uh, can you tell us, like, just starting off, how... Like, well, we'll get to how you came, became a missionary, but mm-hmm. how did you first get involved in the underground? Yeah, and I want to hear, I want to really hear, like, how was the first, like, what the heck happened? Like, day one, first memory you could think of, of, uh, like, encountering Vagabond Missions or the underground, as uh, most local people know it. Uh, like, what what was that memory, the first memory? Well, um... So I went to this school back in Wichita called North. Shout out to them. Um, what up, North? Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, I used to walk to my parents' car after school, and I was seeing this youth center, like, being, like, you know, built, like, all of that. 
And I was like, ooh, that's probably about to be a cool place, you know? I might have to check it out, but, you know, walk right past it. Um, but anyways, one day at the school, um, I was walking to the car, and a missionary named Jenny Janello now um, popped up on me, excited, <laughs> full of joy. I was like, okay. <laughs> Can't be doing that. What she say to you, bro? Like out the bushes, she popped up on you, or it was the street, and you know how all the kids are just walking. It's like a bunch of traffic. She just popped up, said, "Hey," and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, hi, like hi." And she had flyers in her hand, and she was like, "Hey, like me and my partner just opened up a new view center." And I was like, oh, "That's cool, that's cool." She handed me a flyer, and it had everything what they done, like what they do there, and. So I took one. I was like, well, first I got to talk to my parents because, you know, I'm just meeting you a stranger. Um, mm -hmm. You know what your parents tell you, don't talk to strangers. But I was still talking because I'm mature enough to know. All right. Um, you can handle yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did that. Uh, my parents was like, well, I feel like you should give it a, a shot. And one day I went after school and they had pizza. They had snacks. They had pop. They had, like, just anything you can imagine. Um, pool just games, like, I seen some of my friends in there, so I was like, oh, oh, that's a cool spot. So I was like, I'm gonna stop in there. And then I stopped in there, and I got me a slice of pizza. I don't like pizza like that, but I was hungry after school, so. Like what, like what, what kind <laughs> Pepperoni. Of... Uh, you know, okay. that's the only time. Are you vegetarian? No, I'm not. Right. No, I can't do that. Um, um, but yeah, I took a slice of pizza, and then I started talking to Jenny more. Um, then I met her partner, Andy Sheree, um, like then, her, like her partner, like her lover. No, not her lover. Her partner, like teammate. Mission partner. Yeah, her mission partner. Her teammate. Uh, I, I okay. know. I mean, I, teammate. Yeah, there you go. For the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Her teammate, sure Andy Sheree. That, that was her. Yeah, I right. met him, and they seem like really cool people. I was like, hmm, okay. I was like, I think I like these people, and then so they was started having like worship night breakouts and stuff like that. And did you I was, know right from the beginning? Did you know it was about God and stuff? Yeah, because I seen like the Lady of Guadalupe, like on their what's it called the, on wall. the wall? Yeah, the wall. Um, they had that up. <laughs> what's that, what's <laughs> that thing called? Oh, wall. <laughs> the wall. Yeah, the wall, it was yeah. on the wall. And I was like, oh, so they must be Catholics. But growing up, I was non-denominational, so I was like, uh, mm. you know. Well, but, what kept you going back? Community. Mm. The people that was there, their energy, them being just open, accepting me. Um, yeah, they was really just amazing people. And I was like, you know, I really don't have that a lot, so why not keep going back? Um, so I kept going back. I went to, I think Breakout was the first thing I went to. And then I was like, ooh, they got some nasty games. Like, <laughs> crazy extreme games. Like, like what? What was the, what was the uh, like, tell us a memory from going to Breakout. Oh, okay, this is a really... I, I don't know why my soap did this, but... Well, tell, tell us what is Breakout for the person... Breakout is breakout basically, is. like, just come hang out, fellowship, um, get some food, free food at that. Um, see your friends, see the missionaries, talk to them, um, and then you get a little short five-minute talk at the end about God, and we all need that. So, yeah, it was amazing. Um, all right, so first memory of Breakout. Oh, okay. You played a game? You, yeah. A messy game? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so it was this game. I don't know who came up with it, but it's like you eat a hot Cheeto off of somebody's toe. Oh! Ooh. Wait, hold on. Can I interrupt for a second? Was this your first time ever at a breakout? Uh, no, but it was like oh, okay. into like because I would I would have given you given you extra props for like first time at breakout volunteering for a nasty game. No, I don't remember my first time like volunteering for something. But I remember this time and the person I was about to eat off her toe. Was she like holding it with her toes? Yeah. Like in between like the toe, like in between yeah, the toe. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Like the crusty. All up in there. Ooh. She had to take her sock off and everything. Oh, oh. You know, after so a them, long day yeah, too, because so break out at the end of the day. Yeah, so, so you your already feet know. Sweating, uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But I was about to go into like about to eat the Cheeto. But then I see she had a Band-Aid on her toe. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and my friends was there. I invited, oh, no. Yes, and I invited oh. my friends this night. Like, three of my friends had came, and I invited them. And I was like, you know, I got to go show out and, like, know that I am involved in all of this. They had never been before? No, they never been. Oh. So that was their first time ever going. 
And I went and I sat, like, lay back on my back, and I was like, uh, I don't think I can do it. So I got up super fast and ran away because I almost threw up because that Band-Aid just <laughs> Band-Aid turned my, your girl. It turned my stomach. I would have won the game. I would have won. Right. But right. she turned my stomach with the Band-Aid on her foot. So... Oh. Just know what's her. Yeah. What, what was her name? I don't you, know. Oh, you don't even know. Who. Yeah, no. yeah. That, she might be a listener. No, probably not. But she calling her Band-Aid toe girl. I think she was a volunteer for the underground. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, so like I was adult, like an adult toe. Yeah, so I was like, nah, I'm good. I said I I dropped out real quick. So yeah. Who won? Who won the game? Some guys. The always. other ones. The other one. Yeah, guys have no shame. I know, always the guys at Breakout is winning something. It's Mm. like, ugh. But yeah, just know, at Breakouts, it's going to be a crazy night, but fun. Okay, so, (laughs) like, I'm guessing at some point, like, I've never heard the story from the beginning, like, of of your life, you know, so I'm guessing at some point here you're going to say, like, you know, I came to fall in love with Jesus more, and, like, it it changed my heart. But, like, if if that is part of, is that part of the story? A little bit, yeah. Okay, like so. What what cha- like, what was the difference between you back then and like you now? Like what changed? Okay, so like I was saying, I was non-denominational at first, mm-hmm. and I you know, going to church every day, Bible study, Sunday school, um, but y'all had Sunday school every day. Yeah, every Sunday we <laughs> oh, had Sunday school in the morning, and then you had church in the evening, you know. And your family, you who someone in your family like my ha- sister. Like started her own church, right? Or didn't, is that not true? Mm-hmm. No. Oh no, my sister's husband is is, is his family. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. It's his it's his family's okay. church, basically. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up in that church as like a kid to like yeah. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I was going to um, Sunday school, Bible study, and then every Sunday, every Tuesday. But like you know it, like you know your parents always make you go to church, go to church. So that's really like why we go to church because I was basically being kind of forced to go. But don't get me wrong, I always loved God, I always loved Him, and wanted to get to know Him better. But like it always felt like it was forced on me. But um, I would go, I would pay attention sometimes. But you know, going to church with your family, you really don't pay attention. You over there playing around, having time of your life, goofing around. Uh, but then I started getting like way serious because I was like, I had like things go on in my middle school days. Uh, I got sick and um, I was like about to just on the board of lose my life. And they would come in there and pray for me and everything. And like, I felt like the Holy Spirit coming in to heal my body. Um, so like, that's when I started like, okay, God is real. He's He's like keeping me here for a reason. Like I need to get like, more serious with this. Um, stop playing around. So I would stop kind of playing around with my cousins and nieces and nephew and like try to pay attention, listen to what they would say. And they would speak the truth sometimes, but sometimes you'd be like, you speaking that, but is you taking it for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then so when Vagabond came into Wichita, my freshman year of high school, I was still going through a lot with like my health and everything. And I was like just, on the board of like just trying to give up on myself uh, and give up on the Lord. But then I met Jenny, I met Andy, um, and they just made me want to go more deeper and go deeper into the Catholic faith, you know, because we knew all, I always like had friends that was Catholic. I had, uh, I had an Annie that was Catholic. She's married into the family. Um, but I really like never knew about Catholics until like Jenny and Andy came and they would tell us what it's about. Um, so yeah, like when they had worship night, I always loved to sing. Yeah. So that's one of the things I love, like singing to the Lord. I love gospel music. Um, so like when we had worship nights, I was like, oh, just hearing Andy Charade's voice, it's just like, just warms your heart so much. And like having like them teach afterwards was amazing. Like it's just the way they talked about God and Jesus is just like, dang, like, he really is real. Like, I love this man. Um, so, like, they really got me more closer and made me go more into, like, deeper with him. Because um, it is really different being Catholic. Uh, it's, like, more teachings, more training, uh, more just things that 
we really didn't know about as non-denominationals. So yeah, uh, that really was one of my reasons. Like I love Vagabond because you guys just show a different side of God's love, um, and I just always craved that love. Um, like my mom, she's like a single mother of like four kids. So like I really didn't have that father role. Um, so like when I went into Vagabond and they were just showing like what God's love is and how a father like should love his child, I was like, oh, okay, like he does love me and like it is hope for me. So yeah. So you became Catholic. Like what did what did your uh, how was your family with that? Was it mm, was it weird? Mm. No, because the thing is, like, my church really never accepted Catholics or vagabond because, like, I would be, okay, going out of town, like, to, like, retreats and um, camp with the underground, and, like, I kind of would sometimes sneak away and not tell them because I knew what they would do. Um, so, yeah, I just sometimes would sneak away, but sometimes I did tell them. I told them one time. It was because I was going to Camp Damascus. I was like, let me be, you know, nice and say something. So I told my pastor, I was like, hey, pastor, I'm going to camp with my friends. I'm going to Damascus. I'm going with the underground. And he was not having it. He was not having it. But I was like, hey, I don't care. I don't care. They did not accept that. Um, so every time I got back from, like, retreats and camp, they would sit me down from, like, praise dancing and worship. And that would just tear me apart. Because, like, like I was saying, one thing I love to do is sing, and I love praise dancing, and that, like, makes me feel more close with the Lord when I do that. Um, so I was like, dang. So they kind of, like, would punish you in terms of, like, being involved in a church whenever you yeah. would go do some Catholic stuff. Yeah. That's tough, man. Yeah, so they were like, every time I get back, oh, you're set down from singing, you're set down from doing this, I'm like, okay. I was like, that's cool for me. I can go to underground, I can sing there right. and mm. do all that. So I would just go with underground and church with them. Um, so, yeah, they really wasn't accepting of Vagabond and what you guys do. It was it, really judgmental. Did that make it tough to, like, make that decision? To, like, it was be tough because, like, you know, trying to, like, make their feelings better and not hurt them, but it's still hurting yourself within Um and, like, I was hurting, I feel like I was hurting the underground because, like, yeah, like, like my family don't like y'all, but I love you guys. Like, I didn't want to hurt neither one of them. But it finally came to a decision, like, I had to, like, just get out for myself to make myself happy. So, yeah. Um, How did you get through? Like, what helped you get through all that? Seeing my missionaries. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Yes. Oh. Seeing my missionaries. Like, just seeing them and them bringing my joy back and my peace back every time. Like, even my mom would say, like, when I would go to church with, like, my sister and them, uh, they, my mom would be like, yo, you just got an attitude. And I was like, no, nah, I don't. And she was like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, then I started seeing that, like, going to, like, church and, like, mass with underground, how, like, I'm coming home with just so much joy, so much happiness, and then going to church with my sister and them and just coming home with this miserable, like, all of that, and I was like, I started seeing that a lot. I was like, I can't do this no more. So, yeah, my mom kind of helped me out a lot with that. She was like, you just have an attitude after you come to church with them, and I'm like, mm, you're right, you're right. Hmm. So, um, did she think it was cool that you were? Oh, like, she loves you guys. She oh, really? She loves Vagabond oh, so much. My, my, yeah, my mom is one of my biggest supporters within this, um, and my father figure. Like, they were so supportive. They, like, loved, like, when Jenny was here, like, they loved Jenny. They loved Andy. Like, just, you know, you know, like I was saying, like, we really never had people that really wanted to help. Mm. And, you know, like, and then when they came, like, it was just, like, so much different. Like, you know, because, like, it feel like your family's supposed to help you when you go through struggles, but they wouldn't be there. And, like, mm. it's sad when strangers help you before your own family. Um, so, like, my mom loves that I became Catholic, that I'm a missionary. Um, yeah, so she's one of my biggest supporters within this. So so how did that, like, can you walk us through a little bit? So you're in the underground, you become Catholic. Like, what? how did that, like, then now you becoming a missionary? Um. Well, okay, so with me becoming Catholic, 
it's, it took me a minute to become Catholic because, like, I, I didn't want my family to be mad or, like, upset with me and not talk to me. So I kept, like, just, like, okay, I just hang with you guys when you have breakout and worship night, and I wouldn't go to church with them, like, a lot. But I would sometimes go to church with them. Um, but so, like, it took me a minute, and now that I'm Catholic, it's amazing. They were not accepting with that. So that's why it took me a minute to become Catholic. Like Andy and Jenny both would tell me like, Ari, you're gonna be Catholic. You're gonna you're gonna be a missionary. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, nah, I can't. And did it sound did it sound cool or did it just sound like it did like, like I every like time not the Catholic thing, but like even like the thought of like being a missionary. Yeah, because like it's like they speaking stuff into my existence, like my future and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like I was like, that's the Lord talking to them. But I was like, nah, no. Because, like, every time I would go to Mass with them, I love, like, the Catholic faith and, like, what you guys teach and, like, how you guys just love the Lord. I love that. And I was like, okay. But I don't think it's for me. Um, so I just kept going, you know, like, being myself um, Christian, um, non-denominational. So I just kept doing that. And then... It's just I started seeing so much in my church. I was like, I don't want to be a part of this no more. It's too much, like, judgment, um, hypocrites. Like, it was just too much of that going on. And I was like, no more. So, like, um, back in April, I was like, well, it was actually when Mark came to recruit in January. That's what I wanted you to say. I'm, fine. I'm glad you finally got there. <laughs> yeah, it was like back when Mark really came in January of 22nd of January, yeah. Um, he came and he was just talking about vagabond and all of that. And I was like, the Lord was just speaking to me. And so I just like went home that night and just prayed more and like listened to my worship because that's what I really hear the Lord more through is like when I listen to my worship and like get into like my own little quiet space. And he was like, Ariana, it's time. And I was like, it's time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It's time. Mm -hmm. Like it's time to make myself happy. It's time to do what I feel like is right. And so I was like, hit up Andy and Sophie and them the next day. I was like, I think I want to be Catholic and I want to be a missionary. And it, it was, wow. it hit them at all at once. And they was like, oh, <laughs> Catholic and missionary. I was like, yeah. And I was like, so they got me into the RCIA classes uh, right away because, you know, Easter was coming up. Mm. And so I got right into it, going to class and became Catholic past April, Easter. And then I applied to be a missionary. And I'm here now. <laughs> Got that two for one special, Catholic yeah, it, and a missionary. Yeah, it was. Dang. It hit it like all at once. Like it was back to back. So I was really happy with my decision, and I'm happy that I went home that night and prayed more about it, because like if I didn't, I feel like I would still be stuck in the same thing I was in before. So I was like, let me just go home. I took Mark's card. I, I went home, prayed, and listened to my worship, and. He was like, it's time, and it's time to start making yourself happy. And I was like, Lord, you're right. You're always right. So, yeah. What's, what's it been like, you know, for the fact that, you know, you keep going back to that, you know, oh, when I had this struggle, thing helped me get through it, or, you know, the thing that initially brought me to it was my friendship, my relationship with these missionaries. Mm -hmm. Now you're in that role. Um like, what is that? So you're serving in Pittsburgh. Yes. And uh, what part of Pittsburgh? Sharpsburg. Okay. So in Sharpsburg, what is it like now uh, knowing that, you know, that's how some of these teens see you as, you know, like a like a post, like a fence post in their life, you know, that they can lean on? Like, what, what does that feel like? Well, it feels really amazing because, like, being a teen in the underground, like, you've seen a lot of hurt within everybody. Um and, like, seeing people brokenness, um, my own brokenness. And I was like, I want to give back. I want to show teens that you can do the same, um, that the Lord does love you, and he just wants you to do something better for yourself and not end up in jail or in the streets. Um, and it was a lot of that going on, you know. Uh, teens just, after high school, they're leaving and doing something else that they probably don't want to do. Um, like, mostly, like, when teens did graduate, they were just like, okay, thank you, underground, and leave. 
And I didn't want to do that because they really did change something in my heart and change something within me. And, like, every time I went through something, they was there. And I was like, dang, you're there before my own family. Like, you pop, you just back to back just there. And so I, I wanted to be some a role model for, like, these teens in Sharpsburg or wherever I was going to go. Like, be that example for them because I know it, like, it's hard, but, like, it is a way out for you. Um, you can do something with your life. You don't have to be like your parents. You don't have to be like your siblings. You know, you're your own person. So I just want to be that role model and show that you can do something. Um, it is amazing. What do you What do you uh, What do you think the difference is between? Um, so you're you're a success story. You know, you're you're like a story of someone who. Like they hurt, you know. There's like that t part of the Bible where Jesus says, like, you know, the like the guy throwing out the seed. Some seed just falls on the ground and dies. Some starts to grow and then dies. Um, you know, but for you, like, you're obviously the seed that somehow it took root and like it 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 blossomed and grew into something. Uh, but you, you're telling uh, about you know, there's other kids that just it, you, you know, like it was it was helpful when they were there, but then they they didn't really change. Um, what do you think that makes it so hard for like other kids who, uh, y you know, it wasn't a success story? I mean, I'm not saying that like God couldn't possibly work in them later or this isn't planting mm -hmm. seeds in their life. But what, what do you think makes it so hard for, um, for you know, kids coming from your situation to, to change their, their hearts? Not having the support. Um, going back to the same environment. Uh, just like not having like somebody to encourage you to keep going on, you know, and living your life. Uh, sometimes like we all have different stories, um, but like I feel like when they go back home, like their families was really not helping them or encouraging them to do something good for themselves because maybe their parents was struggling too and they don't really care about what their kids change. So like, Having my mom, like, actually wanted her kids to, like, do something different than what she have done in her life, like, really helped me a lot to blossom more and just grow within Christ. She always did teach us to go to church, even though she didn't go to church. She always taught us to, like, believe in the Lord, go to church, um, and all of that. So, like, it did, I like the support. It's, like, what really had me, like, blossom more because, like, having my mom be there and keep being on me and, like, telling me, like, not to give up on you guys, like, Vagabond, uh, was really helpful. Um, yeah, so, like, because sometimes, like, I'd be, like, uh, like, telling her about stories from, like, my old church, and she'd be, like, no, like, don't do that for them. And, like, you got Jenny, you got Andy, like, these missionaries really love you. And I was, like, you're right, you're right, like, you know, you, I shouldn't give up on them. And, like, it was a point of time, like, I did, like, text all of them. It was like, I can't do this no more. Um, yeah, I'm done. Because I was about to just give up on Vagabond and go back to my church. And I was like, mm-mm. And then Sophie, she texted me back, and she was like, can we talk tomorrow? And so, like, she came down to my house. We sat on my porch. We talked, and she really encouraged me to, like, be myself and not to throw somebody away because your family is telling you to throw somebody away. And I that's what really made me, like, blossom and grow more was with the help of my missionaries and my mom, like, telling me not to give up. So as a missionary now, like, do you, do you have any experiences or, like, anything, any stories or anything like that? I mean, I know you just started off, too. It's pretty soon, you know, pretty pretty early on. But... Has there been anything so far that's, like, been standing out to you, like, in general as a missionary? Mm. Yeah, working in Strasburg, it, it kind of reminds me of my home, like, being so, like, close, the, like, people being close. Um, so I'm, like, really blessed to be in that site. Um, like, we have some teens come to the underground, and, like, they kind of remind me of, like, my friend group and, like, myself a little bit like you got that one friend that want to do it but then the other friends is like still out here trying to party and all that um so it has been really amazing working in Sharpsburg the teens are amazing um you see some of them do want to grow 
but some of them is like want to be like, ah, oh, no, nah, I just want to party. I just want to do all of that. And I'm like, no, that ain't the way. Like, you know, because at the end of the day, that's going to be in the garbage. Because when you leave this world, they ain't, they ain't, you ain't taking it with you. Um, Preach. So, like, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, so, like, I really am still just getting used to the, knowing the kids and, like, growing with them, getting to know them, them getting to know me more. But, um, yeah, one of our teens was actually, like, talking to us about, like, what is Catholic, uh, what's Christian, you know, all that. It was like, I want to become Catholic. I want to be a missionary. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I was like, well, we got to work still. We got to still work on ourselves. So, like, that's been really good. So, But I'm still, like, trying to get to know them and grow with them. So, Do really... they all know that you used to be Yeah, yeah, they actually be calling me, you're a teen. I'm like, dang. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I know I'm young. I know I'm young. I know I'm young, but I'm... I'm here to help you guys. I'm here to grow with you guys. So, yeah. But, yeah. What's been, like, the highlight so far, your first month in Sharpsburg? I would say Sharpsburg? the fall kickoff in the underground. I mean, not the underground. Open underground. <laughs> so, what's op- so, yeah, explain what open underground is. Open underground is um, basically you come out to school, get your homework done if you need some help with that, uh, play some video games, get free snacks. Um, hang with us, get to know us better, we get to know you better, and yeah, that's pretty much what Open Underground is. It really ain't nothing like breakout or worship mm-hmm. night, it's just like, kind of just a chill hangout spot if you don't want to go home. But and it's kind of like putting in your time yeah. for, uh, you know, for the, for the missionaries, right, so that they mm-hmm. have something a relationship, to like, over the, yeah, I mean, it's something new for, like, the kids, but then for the missionaries, I feel like it gets you, like, some status with them like as far as like a friendship because mm-hmm. you have yeah. actually time to spend together yeah right? actually yesterday we did open underground and we played heads up <laughs> it was really fun like they came like out seven up. oh the game yeah the, the head the headband game um it was Somebody's really showing age out here that's all bro. good man i'm like thinking of games from like the early 90s oh this was weird <laughs> <laughs> jimmy had a nickel <laughs> <clears throat> made of wood <laughs> That's but yeah, cool. that was really fun yesterday. Uh, hanging with them, you know, just asking them how was their day, how was school, um, asking them if they do have homework. You know, most of them be like, no, no, I used to do that. Because, uh, you know, you don't want to do homework. You just want to hang out sometime. So, like, it was just fun hanging out with them yesterday. And our fall kickoff was really good. They was making fun of my photo booth. <laughs> they was what, making you made fun. A photo booth? Yeah, you know it ain't it an actual like ghetto photo booth. Yeah, it was ghetto. It was a black sheet. Uh had some little fall leaves on the side with Christmas lights coming down. Okay. Then we had some a banner hanging up say fall underground fall kickoff. And they was laughing. I was like, You guys wanna go take a picture? And they was like, laugh. I was like, Hey, I know it. And then one of them said, I thought it was the actual photo booth. I was like, No, but you can go take a picture. And he was like, nah, I'm good. I was like, oh, it's okay. But I did get one picture with one of the teams. Her name is Naya. Let Naya is her real name, but I call her Naya. Shout out, Naya. Yep. So uh, that was really fun. And me and uh, Sarita have been really, like, getting a bond with her, um, doing relational ministry with her. So, yeah, that was really good. But, yeah. what's, uh, What's been, like, the hardest thing so far? The hardest thing. Mm, well, one, probably being away from home for the first time. When's the next time you'll go, get to go home? Next month, actually. Thanksgiving? Yeah, oh, I'm surprising my mom for her birthday, so don't listen hey. to this podcast. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but I'm surprising her for her birthday next month. <laughs> that, was that was an accident. <laughs> oh, that's funny, dude. Oh, but it kind of worked. Like it it fit. Like perfect. Yeah. It did. It did. But yeah, next month I will be going home. Um, don't listen to the podcast, Andy, no. Um, but yeah, uh, that's probably one of the hardest parts. And let me see, that'd probably be pretty much it. What okay. about what about um, when we first? I remember when we first opened Sharpsburg. Um, like I, I went out there, and I remember talking to the priest, and he was. I was like, you know, why do you think you need vagabond here? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you know, this last year. Um, I mean, it's so sad, but he said, like, we had 
three kids at the same school commit suicide. Mm. You know, and that Sharpsburg is a small community. I mean, it's in yeah. Pittsburgh, but I mean, I think there's two thousand people like in the neighborhood of Sharpsburg. It's small, you know. So that was like just you know enormous for that community. Um, but w- why do you think there's that kind of like sadness there in, in a community? Like, wh- what do you think? Uh, you know, what do you think about you know, because obviously you love the community, but what do you think, like, you know, maybe uh, causes that kind of hopelessness in, in, in inner city kids sometimes? Um, well, when I first went there, it was, like, all the kids really hang out at the park. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I feel like the things they go through at home, mm-hmm. um, like their parents not being there or if they're getting bullied at school and they can't, go to nobody and talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Um, just probably not having a good community for them to go to, mm-hmm. like within their homes or within their friends. Um, yeah, I feel like that's pretty, like, much shit right there. Like, um, it is, like, a lot of, like, people don't be out. Like, people be outside at the park. Like, like I said, the teens be at the park. But I really don't see, like, mostly, like, the parents or anything. And I feel like... The parents, all they probably do is sit at home and, like, let's let the kids do anything. And sometimes when you, you, like, go through things, you do want to talk to your parents, but, like, they probably couldn't talk to them because, mm-hmm. like, their parents is probably like, oh, you're okay, and pushing them away. Do you think it helps that, I mean, I know, obviously, you're close to your mom, so that's not how it was, but do you think it helps that you, like, were a teen that grew up in a similar situation where, like, there may come a time where you're able to say, like, look, I know what you went through because... I grew up in the same type of like, mm-hmm. community. You think that'll be helpful? Yeah. Like, sometimes, like, when me and my mom would get into it and have arguments, like, I'd be like, oh, I had to call Jenny real quick. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had to get away. Because, like, I seek into, like, depression. Like, oh, like, my mom don't love me. Like, you know, having all them negative thoughts run through my head. And so, like, having my missionaries I can run to was really good for me and, like, helping me build my spirits back up. Uh, so, like, yeah, I feel like telling them, like, stuff like that, um, being an example would help some of them. Um, yeah, it's really amazing. I, I got one last question. And I see you got... Right, okay. I said, uh, like, a kind of a, a closing thought, but ask your question. Um, well, before the closing thought, too, don't forget we got to sing. I've been thinking about what song I want, so I hope you guys get get a thought in your head. Um, no, but look, I I want to know, you know, so we got to hear kind of the the story, you know, of Ari, um, you know, like through uh, through this time, and uh, so I want to know, like, in ten years from now, years. if you could like picture into the future, like, what would your dream be? Like, okay, this is this is what I would like. It'd be a dream if this was what my life looked like in ten years from now. Ten years from now. Well, I'll be 30. I don't know. Are you 20? How old are you I'll now? be 20 in February. Okay, yeah, then you'll be 30. Dang. So, oof. Well, first of all, let's hope the world gets better within, like, itself. Okay. Um, But I hope to, like, see less teens on the street, um, less homeless people on the street. Um, My goal is, like, just to be, like, that inspiration for people um, and be a helper. I always like, if I didn't be, a, if I wasn't a missionary, I just, I wanted to go into something like within helping people, like either like a therapist or like, a helicopter pilot. Yeah, or like a pediatrician, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a helicopter. Uh, like, yeah. I, I don't like heights. I don't like, I don't like that. Oh, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> and I remember you didn't like that goat we met at the farm. Remember uh, that? Oh, yeah. She was shaking. No, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, okay. either I want to be a pediatrician, like, just helping, like, teens or helping kids or helping the elderly. Um, yeah, like, I just hope to see, like, more, like, brokenness gone. Mm. Um, you want to be married, have kids? I, I do want to be married with kids, but if that's the calling for me, you know. Okay. You want to I feel like you it is my calling. You want to be my daughter-in-law. That would be nice. Right. That would really be nice. But, no. We'll put it in the goals. No. We'll the goals, right? <laughs> uh, but my goal is to be married with my chi- my own children and, like, teaching my children not 
teaching them the love that, you know, I always craved. Um, you know, I do, because like I said, my mom was a single mother. So I want to be married and like, I want my kids to have their father in their life. Mm. Um, so like seeing that for myself and my children in the future and like just seeing everything heal in the world. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It was a lot of it's a lot of stuff that goes on in the world that you just be like so just hurts your heart, it breaks you so much, mm-hmm. and yeah, like that was deep. And I, if, if someone mm-hmm. asked me what I want in ten years, I'd be like uh, more tattoos and a millionaire. Yeah, a millionaire. You know. The thing, that's all. No, I always, I always been thinking like this. Like I always like had this feeling like I hope the world do get better. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to grow, I wanted to shine like the light you know, and just blossom like the Lord would want it to, you know? Um, nice. So, like, yeah, that's what I hope in 10 years. I hope COVID goes away. And so. 10, years. 10 years, yeah, it should be. Yeah, it should be going by wrapped up. Yeah, it should be. Should be you, would hope, you would hope that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope, guys. Um, All right, so it's, yeah. it's game time, dude. Wait, hold on, I just... Are we gonna, you going to sing and then have the closing thought? Well, I don't know. Whatever you think. Uh, let me, I just was going to say, like, I, I think the world is going to be a better place in 10 years, and a lot of that is because of the, you know, the work that you're doing, Ari, and you are such a, yeah, success story, and um, it's just important work <laughs> that you're doing. And uh, just, yeah, I want to affirm you and encourage you to, to keep doing that, keep building that good community for, you know, the people of Sharpsburg. That's inappropriate. I thought it was there. I thought that was the clap one. We just we just noticed. Yellow guys. There we go. We just noticed all these cool little like special effects that Bob Rice had in here. So uh, we could have. Thanks, Bob Rice. Oh, Oh, uh, Mark. There goes the microphone. Like amateur hour, Bob Rice. Sorry. Um, All right. So it's it's time for around the room. Uh, What? What song you want Ari to sing, and then... It's your stupid foot that keeps kicking the <laughs> microphone off the table. You idiot. I never knew, bro. The red I can't help it. Nice At least though. you got a microphone. I got to share with Ari. Hey, they ain't too bad. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. It's privilege. My song, my song that I want she gets Ari to sing... Right? I have to do, yeah. Facts. My song I want Ari to sing is All My Life by KC and JoJo. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, right. all right, the song I want her to sing, I know it's a little boring, but because we've all heard her sing it before, but I think it's great. She does a good job with it. It's Tennessee Whiskey. The only thing is it's kind of cheating because you know she must like to sing that song. Have you heard her sing it before? So, mm. I mean, it's cheating a little bit, but I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll allow it. Um, and then the song that I want is uh, Blessings by Chance the Rapper. Like that, I want you know that? Mm, sorry, Bob, mm, but yours mm, is out. Tough. Mm, done. Wait. <laughs> I like that song, but I don't think it would sound good on my voice. Yeah, right. Everything sounds good on your voice. All right, so you got two left. One thing I'm going to say, though, none of you guys said a worship song. Oh, you know I what? I thought about saying Oceans, but then I thought I'd get, like, ridiculed. <clears throat> Open My Heart by Yolanda Anderson. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, well, I was, do you know that one? A little bit. Well, I was going to say, too, like, back when you were talking about, like, how you like to pray with worship songs, I was going to say, like, what song do you like right now praying with? And you maybe do that one. But Well, one of them I've really been, like, it's been hitting my heart a lot is Can't Give Up Now by Mary Mary. Ooh. Uh, yeah, basically, it just encouraged me not to give up on the mission, give up on myself. Because, um, like, I, it was, have been a little hard being away from home, but, like, I know the Lord brought me here for a reason. And he's not going to give up on me, and I don't want to give up on him. So How about, how about a little bit of that? Oh. <laughs> you want me to play the instrumental for you? Mm, no. I think I'm going to go with Mark's song, though. Okay, okay. But All I right. do like that song, everybody. It's really encouraging. Right. Okay. Y'all lucky. So you just, you just do what you want. You can do a verse. You can do the chorus. Okay, okay, okay. You can just do like one of those, huh? <laughs> you know. And you can call it a rap after that yeah, if you want. Yeah. My voice ain't that good. They just hyping me yeah, up. Right. Take a sip of that boba. It's okay. Actually, you're right. It, it will actually hurt you. Wait, I need to turn my phone back on. Oh, oh here ooh, we go. Static. 
It was better on airplane. Okay. Okie dokie, don't look at me. Okay. Oof. Oof. <laughs> okay, I put it back on airplane. There we go. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> Used to spend my nights out in ballrooms. Liquor was the only love I know. But when you rescued me from reaching for the bottom and brought me back, being too far gone, your ass moved. As Tennessee whiskey, you're a sweet strawberry wine. That's it. Okay. That was beautiful. Yo, that was Ooh. amazing. Mm. It was all right. Yeah, there we go. Hey. The crickets. That's for no. Hey, that was that was serious. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was amazing. You got yeah, such a good was, voice. How long is the cricket saying go for? You got shut off. If you hit it again, it's oh, all right. Good. That was almost a double. All right. Well, that's a wrap, folks. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to episode what four now of uh, yeah. the Vagabond Missions podcast, yeah. season two. Uh, before we before we leave, we'd like to thank Bob Rice. Franciscan University for allowing us to record here at the George. And also the man with the golden hands, Dan Bozek from Aardvark Productions. Who else are we thanking, guys? Our wives? <clears throat> thanking let's thank, let's thank the wives. Thanking the wives, thanking Ari for coming through. Our special yeah. guest. Your special special mm -hmm. guest, Ari. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's let's thank uh, Jenny and Andy who uh, got Ari here, man. They, okay. She, she, yes. And Sophie. Uh, mm. And Sophie and Patrick. And, so and okay. Patrick. Well, she didn't mention Patrick, but now... It's okay. Now I guess she feels guilty. But she well, knows he'll hear like, it, so. He's like, kind of like her yeah. boss now, so... Like, no. That too. That's no. That's fine. I was yeah. going to say all my missionaries. Um, I Actually, I just want to shout out Wichita and thanking Vagabond for bringing it to Wichita because Wichita really needed. Uh, yeah, and I'm really thankful for... Knowing you guys, like, this is an amazing mission. Um, I'm really blessed to be a part of this um, and have a new family. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Ari. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Bye, guys. See you, Vagabond Nation. Yes, sir.